This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I'm recently sitting with a chassan, and I said to him, listen, you know, you're getting married soon, a couple months. Let me give you some marriage tips so that when the two of you get into a little fight, you're arguing with each other, you could whip out one of these tips, and you could implement this right in the middle of a good argument, or you get into a fight or a disagreement, You'll be able to take out one of these ideas and you'll be able to use it and you'll be able to defuse the situation. So this to me mystic chassan looks at me and he says, thank you so much for this offer. He says, but I have to tell you something. I don't, I don't need these tips. I said, oh, why not? He's like, you know why? Because me and my kala have such kasher. We have such a beautiful relationship. We love each other. We're committed to each other. When we look at each other, we just we just go into a completely different zone. He's like, fighting, arguing, disagreeing? Never going to happen. There's no question in the world. It's never going to happen. He's like, so thank you so much for the offer, but I don't need this. It's not going to happen to me. <laughs> okay, right, that's really nice, but... But what happens if you do happen to disagree about something within the next 80 to 100 years of your marriage? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. We're not going to ever argue with each other. So I said, okay, fine, no problem. And as a rule, I try not to give people advice, guidance, whatever the case may be, when they're not open and, and like a sponge ready to accept it. So I said, you know what? That's fine. Let's move on to something completely different. The next day, I'm sitting in my office, and I'm running into a meeting, which took me about a month to arrange. So this meeting, it was with somebody that I was really trying to, to get in touch with. Finally, he's like, okay, I'll give you an hour. So I have this meeting all lined up, and it's on the phone, like a conference call, and I'm about to step into the meeting, and the meeting started. So I step into the meeting, the meeting started, and all of a sudden, my phone is ringing, and my secretary's trying to get a hold of me. And, alright, just ignore, ignore, not a good time. Right, can't get in touch with you, not a good time. And I see she's still trying to get in touch with me. Ignore, there's not a good time. I'm on the phone, a meeting, I have this meeting set, cannot be bothered. A minute later, somebody comes walking into my office, and they say, there's, there's a person here to see you. So I look at my calendar, I'm like, oh my goodness, maybe I made a mistake. I thought I had this meeting set for a few, few weeks, at least, and here's somebody, here, like, oh my gosh. So I look at my calendar, it's empty. I'm supposed to have this meeting set. I said, who, like, who, who is this person? They said, oh, this is a mashallah from Eretz Israel. He's here. He, he said it's, like, really important. He needs to talk to you. And I was like, no, I, I have a meeting now. I'm sorry, I, I have a business meeting right now. I can't, I can't be speaking to anybody from Eretz Israel. And they said, no, he says it's really important. You have to talk to him. And a few things hit me all at the same time. Like, the, the first reaction was just like, no. No, like, I have a meeting right now. I can't, like, I can't be bothered right now. Like, what are you talking about? There's nothing to discuss. And then at the same time, from somewhere in the depths of my brain or my heart, came flying in this story of when I was maybe in fourth or fifth grade, and my Rebbe gave this amazing story about how this Rosh Hashiva tzaddik was traveling through Poland maybe, and how he came knocking on a very rich person's door, 
and how the person said, I have no time for you, or how the person, you know, gave him a penny and he said, thank you so much, or one of those stories, one of those stories that your Rebbe told you in the second grade, in the fifth grade, in the eighth grade, one of those stories came rushing at me. And I said to myself, oh my goodness, I cannot believe what is happening right now. As somebody who's sitting in the business world, as somebody who's having a business meeting, your initial thoughts are, this is not the time. I'm, I have a meeting. This is, there's nothing to discuss right now. But yeah, way back 20, 30, 50 years ago, somebody may have told me something, which it struck me now, like, oh my goodness. You, you told me a story and then, yeah, maybe I was becoming that person who was just like, I don't have time for anybody. You don't bother me now. I have my calendar. I have my schedule. And I said to myself, oh my gosh, I might be coming, I might be becoming that person that in yeshiva they're screaming, don't ever be this guy. Maybe I'm becoming that person. So I got on the conference call and I said to the other person, I said, could I ask you a crazy question? I, I really value your time and I know how we really worked for this meeting. Is there any way I could call you back in five minutes? He's like, sure, no problem. My schedule happens to be open today. I said, great, you know, I'm going to call you right back. I went, met, met with this person. I was really happy that I met with him. And then I came back to my meeting, to my business meeting. And this was so sitting on my head. How for a second, I almost became somebody or I almost acted in a way that would be expected. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. I have my meeting. It's nothing to discuss right now. You can't talk to me. But then something from 20 years ago comes flying back at me and says, no, don't be that guy. Catch yourself. And it's really based on a Rambam. The Rambam says, Teva ha'adam choylech achar sevivav. The nature of a person goes after his environment. If you're around people who are yelling and cursing and screaming and angry, then there's a good chance you're going to be yelling and cursing and screaming and angry. But if you go around people who are full of simcha and they're full of joy and everything's calm and when things go wrong, they just go, it's okay. So then you'll be that person also. Because we, we get affected, we become affected by the things around us. And I once heard Rav Shampinkas talk about this idea. It's a very beautiful idea and we could all relate to it, we could all understand it. But then standing in my office then, it struck me that it really has not, it's not only limited to who, who I surround myself with today, it's also where I come from. It's also a share that I heard 25 years ago. When I was in fifth grade, if you would have told me, uh, one day you'll be this gavir, or not that I'm a gavir, but that you'd say to somebody, don't be like this gavir, don't be like that businessman, or don't react like this, I'd be like, are you kidding me? That's never going to happen. The last thing in the world is that I'm going to be sitting in a business and I have the, a guy who's knocking. There's nothing. There's no chance it's ever going to happen to me. So I could, you could tune out. You're in fifth grade. Like a very nice, nice story about Rosh Hashiva. Uh, you know, like when you're sitting in the fifth grade, you might relate to the Rosh Hashiva. You'll be like, um, one day I'll be the Rosh Hashiva. <laughs> and when somebody slams the door in my face, I'll use this story. I'll tell him. Don't slam the door in my face because Reb Chaim Velazhin once, you know, you tell them over that story. You don't even imagine you'll be sitting there in a business meeting and have to pull out that card and be like, whoa, this story now, it's changing my life. I never would have imagined this would have something to do with me. 
And the Rambam, I believe, is really taking it to that level of Teva Adam, Hoylech Achar Svivav. You surrounded yourself in the fifth grade with a great Rebbe. You surrounded yourself in the ninth grade with a great Chavrusa. You did something in your life. You went to a Chumashir. You once gave a ride to, to a Chash of a person who told you a good Var. You once saw a person behave in a certain way. That will have an impact on you. That will have an impact on you, not necessarily only today, but maybe in 20, in 30, in 50 years from now. I remember once I was working in a camp as a waiter. When I was a kid, I was 15 years old. And for Shabbos, they had Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky coming to visit the camp. And on Friday afternoon, when he came with his Rebbetzin, they called me over and they said, could you do a favor? Reb Shmuel just came. He, he, we want to prepare some food for him. Could you be the waiter who serves the food? Nobody else in the dining room, nobody else at all around. Just, we'll give you the food. You just bring it on a tray. Just put it down in front of him. I said, sure, Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky, my pleasure. They gave me this tray. I went over to him and figured this whole thing is going to take me 30 seconds. I'll never forget the warmth. Thank you so much. What's your name? What yeshiva do you go to? Unbelievable. You're enjoying your summer. Are you resting? What could have been a, a nothing became a something. And it wasn't just a something. It was a musr seder. It was you see somebody who lived his life in a certain manner and that has an impact on you until today. He didn't have to say anything to me. He could have just said, all right, thanks so much. Have a good weekend. You know, have a good job. It's good, you know, whatever. He didn't. That lesson, that impact, it lasted with me. 20, 30, 40 years later, it stays with you. So I turned to this chassan and I said to him, listen, you don't realize that your marriage will probably be amazing. You'll probably, there probably was never a chassan and kala like you. There was probably like Adam and Chava and Avram and Sarah and no one else. Then there was just you, for sure. Yankee and Mindy, you guys are the greatest couple ever. And chances are you won't have to ever use this tool that I'm going to give you. But I'm not only speaking to you. I'm speaking to your grandchildren. I'm speaking to your friends. I'm speaking to anybody who comes in contact with you. Because maybe, maybe one day, from the recesses of your heart, you're going to have an interaction with your grandchild. You're going to have a moment with your daughter-in-law. You're going to have something that happens in your business. And you're going to say to yourself, wow, here's a tool that will help me diffuse this argument. That will help me diffuse this situation. That's who I'm speaking to. Because Teva Adam Acher Svivav. So I'm not necessarily just talking to you in your current situation. I'm talking to you a hundred years from now. I'm talking to your future generations. I'm talking to that chinuch moment when you're standing in a store and somebody cuts in front of you and you get into a really, oh my gosh, what did this guy just do to me? And something will trigger in your brain. We talk about so many concepts in terms of marriage. And I know what you're thinking right now is, so then what are the 10 principles of diffusing a marriage? The first principle is be open. Be open to hearing when somebody tells you something, even if it has nothing to do with you. When somebody gives a schmooze about Lashon Hara, and you're like, I, that's not me, I don't speak Lashon Hara, listen to every word they're saying. Because you have no idea when you're going to need that. You don't know when that story they say, the mashal, the nimshal, the lesson, you don't know when you're going to need it. You don't know if there's going to be a time you're going to have the craziest Nisayan of your life. And you're going to say, wow, I remember that story he said. I remember what he was talking about. Or I don't even remember the full concept, 
But I remember one smidget. And that one smidget is going to change your life. All the rest of the concepts, you go to marriagepro.co, you'll get those. The greatest concept you could get right now is that you open your heart. You say to yourself, I'm going to be open to listening when somebody has something to tell me that could improve my life, it could improve my marriage, it could improve my relationship with my kids, or even if I think to myself, this has nothing to do with me. This is never going to affect me. I'm the greatest husband in the world. My wife's the greatest wife in the world. I don't need you to tell me how to defuse an argument because we're never going to argue. I don't need you to tell me how to raise my kids. My kids are angels. This has nothing to do with me. Because one day, out of the greatest recesses of your heart, it might come back to give you the biggest kiss you ever got. And you're not going to see it coming. But somewhere deep inside your neshama, something's going to come bubbling up to the surface. And that will be the greatest present that you can give yourself. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.